0: Greetings Body of Messiah, Mark Kuli here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from Yahweh's Laws and Commandments. Shabbat Shalom. I pray a double shalom upon your life. That Remember, the word shalom means whole, nothing missing, nothing broken, soundness, completeness. So that is my decree and declare and prayer over your life as well as over my own life. I pray that your week was good. I pray that any battles you have been going through, that Yahweh has caused you to triumph always in Messiah. Something that I remind myself of, and I would encourage you in it, and that is, even when you don't see it, even when you don't feel it, Yahweh's power and Yahweh's Spirit is at work in your life, ministering and doing things for you and in you and to you to heal you, to prosper you, to make a way where there seems to be no way. So be encouraged as you fight The good fight of faith. And so today, first I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you for being part of our ministry, for your words of encouragement, and for those that have been sending financial offerings in. I I just praise Yahweh for you, and I pray that He would, as you give, Luke 6.38 says, that it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So, I pray that as soon as you give, that it shall be given to you in whatever area of life that you need, whether it's healing, whether it's family restoration, whether it's peace, whether it's joy, whatever it might be, that He would make a way where there seems to be no way. So today we're going to talk very briefly, or I say briefly, <clears throat> plan is briefly, about the Pesach, the Passover. And so let's first start out in the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews, chapter 11. And verse 28. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 28. It says, Through faith, speaking of Moses, Through faith he kept the Passover. Through faith he kept the Passover. And that is what you and I need to do. We may not understand it. We may not completely know everything there is to know about it. And and that that's my wife and I. We were just saying, you know, as we were studying the last couple hours about the Passover and Feast of Unleavened Bread, that there is just so much to understand. And when you're not reared up in it, then you have to study it, and study it, and study it, and study it, and grow in it. So be encouraged, even if you don't understand it, even if you don't know what it's all about, or you may not know you know, just a portion of what it's about. It says here that he kept the Passover through faith. What does your version say? Which verse are you about? Hebrews eleven twenty-eight. Okay. It says, By belief he performed the Pesach and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. And, and it's referring to Moses that he performed. performed the Passover, the Pesach. And so that's what you and I need to do. We need to. Just settle it in our heart that Yahweh's feasts are forever and we are to observe them. We can't keep the Passover. It's a memorial. It's something we remember and it's not something we can keep. For obvious reasons, we don't have a temple, we're not in Jerusalem, so on and so forth. Alright, let's look out, let's look at, since we're in the Renewed Covenant, 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. I'm trying to go slower as... I share the scriptures so that people have time that are listening to turn to them. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 says, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even Messiah, our Passover Lamb. So it says here that Messiah. Now if you're reading out of a restored names version of the Bible, I have two of them on my lap. One is by Yahweh Restoration Ministries. And the other one is and ISR version, um, which we really like. We got it. The thing that I like a lot about the Yahweh Restoration Ministries Restored Names Bible is that they put some notes in there, some references, some teachings. So when you're reading things, especially when you're new to Torah, it gives you explanation of what a verse means or a set of verses and it references other verses that that's always helpful so anyways i'd encourage you um there's three bibles we read of Hebrew hebraic roots version uh the i s r and the um yahweh restoration bible um all of them are around $50, $50. Um, the ISR and the Yahweh Restoration you can order through Amazon or you, you can go to uh, Yahweh Restoration Ministries website and order it directly. The Hebraic Roots version you have to uh, order straight through them, you can't get that at at Amazon. The nice thing about the ISR that we like is that it's large print. The leather cover is real soft, so it's, it feels real good. The other thing is, especially in the Renewed Covenant or the New Testament, every place where they are quoting from the original covenant, the Old Testament, it's in bold black so you know that it wasn't just something that Peter came up with and said or Paul came up with and said or even Yahshua came up and said they are literally quoting the Torah or the prophets and everything in the New Testament that is of Yahweh is founded and based upon the Torah so let, let's continue. So we see here that Messiah Yeshua, He is our Passover. He is our Passover Lamb. Now let's go to Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12. And we'll get where um, this feast comes from. Now something I always thought I don't know why I thought this, but I thought Passover was a Sabbath. Matter of fact, I plan to take off Passover from work because it was a Sabbath. But you are going to see that it is not a Sabbath, that it's not mentioned as a Sabbath, but it is called the preparation day for the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and that understanding is important when we get into in another teaching about Yeshua's timeline when he was crucified, died, was put in the tomb, and then resurrected. All right. In Exodus 12.1, it says, And Yahweh spoke unto Moses and Aaron, in the land of Egypt saying this one I'm reading out of the Yahweh Restoration Bible, which is really a King James Version just with restored names. This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. So the first thing we see here is that the month of Abib, which is basically April, is biblically the first month of the year. So to say to someone during the month of Abib, Happy New Year is accurate. You're not talking about the pagan New Year, January 1st and all the pagan things that go along with it and the pagan roots. You are talking about that Yahweh said. I didn't say it. Yahweh said, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. So that's one fact to receive and to record in your notes and in your understanding. And it says, and it shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak unto all the congregation of Israel saying, In the tenth month, or in the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb. According to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house, and if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next Unto his house, take it. Or in other words, you know, if the lamb, if, if, like for Linda and I, it's only ourselves. So then you'd want to share it with your neighbors. If we were living in these days. Okay, so it says that, that on the 10th day of Abib, which would be uh, April, not necessarily April 10th but when you see the sliver of the new moon and then you count 10 days from that that's the biblical 10th day of the month all right and it says in verse 4 in, in verse 6 and you shall keep it unto the 14th day you shall keep the lamb until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly, underline that, the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. That's important, because you will find out when we go to the Renewed Covenant that Yahshua, was crucified on Passover towards the evening. And it says here that they shall kill it in the evening. Then it says, and they shall take of the blood and put it on the two side posts, on the upper door of the posts of the houses, where they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast it with fire, and unleavened bread with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden boiled. boiled at all with water, so you can't boil it. You definitely don't want to eat it raw, but it says roast it with fire, his head. With his legs and with all the innards still in it. So basically, you slaughtered the lamb and you just threw it on the fire. And you shall let nothing of it remain until morning. And seeing all that's important when we, when we get to the Renewed Covenant. That's why they said, that when Yeshua was on the stake that they wanted to take him down and put him in the tomb and that was to fulfill what is written in the Torah. And understand this, that Yeshua has fulfilled the spring feast. Now that doesn't mean you don't know, Honor them, that doesn't mean you don't memorialize them. That doesn't mean you don't observe them. It just means that He is the Passover Lamb. He is the unleavened bread. He is the feast of first fruits. He was the first fruits that raised from the dead. So on and so forth. Alright, and then it says, And you shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remaineth of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. So whatever remains, wasn't eaten, you shall burn it with fire. Now, the Passover is the first of seven biblical feasts or observances that we find in the Torah. It has tremendous significance in both the original covenant and in the renewed covenant. In the first writings, And in the second writings, however you want to word it, Old Testament, New Testament. In the original writings or in the original covenant, it represents the death of the firstborn of Egypt. So that's interesting, that's something you know I didn't grasp until last night that it represents the death of the firstborn of Egypt. Why is that important? Because Yahshua died on the stake representing the death of the firstborn of Yahweh and the resurrection of the first fruits of Yahweh. That's, that's kind of cool and interesting. Okay, so in the, in the Old Testament or in the original writings, it represents the death of the firstborn of Egypt and Israel's release from bondage. So, Israel's captivity, they were physically captive, they were physically a prisoner, they were physically a slave to Pharaoh, and this represents, Passover represents their release from bondage. Why is that important? well we're gonna find out here in the second writings or in the renewed covenant or New Testament it represents first off the death of Yahshua the Messiah and here we go and the release of our bondage By the forgiveness of sin through the blood of the Messiah. So just as the blood of the four-legged physical Passover lamb that they put over the doorposts of their house, which represents the doorposts of your heart, the doorposts of your life, can apply it to the doorpost of your physical house and any other material, car, your, your truck, so on and so forth. As they put the blood of that Passover lamb over their doorposts, we put, not in a, a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense, The blood of the Messiah, the Son of Yahweh, over our life, over our house, over our home, over our hearts, over our beings, over our finances, over whatever, spiritually, through our mouth through our faith remember we started off saying that through faith Moses kept the Passover and then we read that Paul said that Messiah Yahshua is our Passover the blood that he shed on the stake for us was literally Yahweh's blood because the blood of a child comes from the father and when Mary conceived, it wasn't through Yosef and having intimacy, it was by the power of Yahweh's spirit that she was impregnated. And so the blood of Yeshua, Yahshua, was the blood of Yahweh. So we place, not in the physical sense, I mean you I don't know any people that would go outside, sacrifice a lamb, and take that that blood and put it over their house in our culture today. This, was, this is not something that is to be done in the physical sense. It's something that's to be done in the spiritual sense, and it's also something that we are to observe, memorialize, think about. So the, the first covenant, Passover represents the death of the firstborn. Of Egypt and Israel's release from bondage. In the second writings, it represents the death of Yeshua the Messiah and the release of our bondage through the forgiveness of sin through the blood of the Messiah. Now, it also represents the release of any form of bondage that you might have put in yourself in, gotten deceived into, and you can be set free from it. You can be delivered from it, whether it's pornography, whether it's alcoholism, whether it's addiction, whether it's lust of some kind, whatever it might be, whatever the bondage is, you can be set free through the blood of the Passover lamb. Now let's go, and we're just going to go over some scriptures that all talk about the Passover. Now, if you keep reading, let's see if I can find it, and when it gets to... um, The Passover is the preparation day, and that's something that you need to understand um, when you come to the Renewed Covenant to understand what the writers of the four Gospels are saying. The Passover is the preparation day for the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And it says... um, I know I told you to turn to Matthew 26, 12, but in Exodus 12, verse 17, it says, You shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, for in this selfsame day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall you observe this day, in your generations, by an ordinance, commandment, forever. So, that we are to keep, observe these feast days forever. Now, Pas- Passover is a feast day, but it's not a Sabbath day. The Feast of Unleavened Bread, the first day and the last day, are Sabbath days. And I would encourage you to read Exodus 12 and Exodus 13 uh, through verse 14 in Exodus 13 through 14. And you will see that nowhere does it say that Passover is a a sabbath now if you want to keep it as a day unto yahweh and not work that's up to you and and that's fine but it's not a biblical sabbath but the first day of unleavened bread is a high sabbath no matter what day it falls on and the last day is a high Sabbath, and I believe this year, 2023, that the feast of unleavened bread starts Thursday sundown till Friday sundown, and then Friday sundown obviously is the seventh day um, Sabbath, which also is a feast. But here we're just going to go over it quickly these verses in the second writings so you can see how much the and how many times the word Passover is mentioned in the renewed or second writings, Renewed Covenant, and I would encourage you, study it out, and it's important, to study out what Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all say. And sometimes uh, John says something that that, that Matthew and Mark didn't say, and so we have to add it all together, but that will be another time. Um, So Matthew 26 and verse 2 says, You know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man, or the ISR version, says the Son of Adam is betrayed to be crucified. Okay, now drop down to verse 17. It says, now something that's interesting about uh, verse 2, when it says, you know that after two days, the Feast of Passover, it's literally talking about, The beginning of unleavened bread. Okay. Verse 17 says, Now the first day of the feast of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Yahshua, saying unto Him, Where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? So, Somewhere, somehow, they were going to have lamb, and if you read in Exodus, all they ate, if I'm accurate in my remembering, was lamb, um, bitter herbs, and bread. Uh, I'm just laughing because I was going to say, maybe it was garlic bread, you know, just my wife just is. Oh, no. Anyways, so they were asking the Messiah, where do you want us to prepare for the Passover? So there is a preparation. There is a preparation. You know, I've heard other people say that some of them went and got some ground lamb and just, you know, grilled it on a, a grill, on an open flame. Or they went and bought, you know, some, a part of a, a lamb, like a lamb roast, or a lamb shank, or a lamb chop, or something. You know, and just roasted it. And now I do realize, like my, my wife is a whole foods person. She eats nothing but whole foods, which means she doesn't eat meat or dairy or anything like that. So, I, you know, I don't know what people that are whole foods people or vegetarians, what they do. Now, something you could do, is, and, it, and it wouldn't affect your health, is just take a small bite right. of, you know, lamb, whether, you know, it's a, from a burger or... Whether it's lamb chop or or whatever. Now I do know this that when my wife went on Whole Foods and she got that understanding, you know, after a few months, her blood pressure was her blood pressure was normal before, but her her uh, sugar levels came down to normal where they were a little bit high arthritis in her body left and a number of other things so there are benefits and now i eat probably 80 percent whole foods but i like to have a piece of meat once in a while or a pizza once in a while or a hamburger once in a while matter of fact we're going to have um burgers tonight or i am and people coming over for for shabbat is as well all right verse 18 And he said, Go into the city to such a man and say unto him, The Master says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. And then it says in verse 19, And the disciples did as Yeshua had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Another version said says that they went to a specific individual and this person had an upper room that was for guests, you know, or for different things. Maybe they they had shabbat there. I don't I don't know. But so that's interesting to have a prophet's room. Now we read that in the first covenant where People had a prophet's room, so when the prophets traveled through, they had a place to lay their head and rest, and so on and so forth. All right. Uh, In the book of Mark, it says, verse 1, after two days, kind of the same thing, was the feast of the Passover and of unleavened bread. So it says it a little bit different there. And the chief priests and the scribes, sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death or kill him. So it wasn't the heathen that were trying to crucify Yahshua. It was the chief priests, the scribes, and then the elders of Israel. Alright? Then in verse 12 of that chapter, it says, On the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover, So that would be um, Passover. His disciples said to him, Where wilt thou that we go and prepare that you may eat the Passover? So it's not the the first day of unleavened bread. Some people refer to Passover as the first day of unleavened bread bread. Um, And then verse 14 says, And wheresoever he shall go in say to the good men of the house, the master saith, Where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? So this individual had a guest chamber. So You might want if you have the room in your house, have a guest chamber for guests. And his disciples went forth and came into the city and found as they had said unto them, and they made ready the Passover. All right. Let's look in in Luke chapter two. Now this this is real interesting to me. Luke chapter two and verse forty-one. Luke chapter 2 and verse 41 says, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover. And this is something else um, interesting to know that there are three major feasts that every Israelite was commanded to go to Jerusalem to celebrate that feast. And Passover was one of those major feasts. So it says here that Yeshua's parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of Passover. And what's interesting about this, and this just reminds me, that Yeshua's parents were Torah observant. They kept all the feasts. And they would never have named their child a name that was not Hebrew. They would never have named their child that was of the Roman Empire because the Roman Empire was hated and were the enemies of Israel. And so there is no way on Yahweh's green earth that Yosef and Miriam would have named their child Jesus. Right. Never happened. Right. And that doesn't even include the understanding that that name did not even exist until the 16th century. Or that it was a creation, a manufactured name of Constantine in the fourth century. So, I mean, understand that. All right. Now, Luke 22 and 1. So we saw here that Yahshua's parents, every year it says, went to Jerusalem at. The Feast of the Passover. Alright? Verse 22 and verse 1 says, Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. Now, Yeshua Restoration Ministries um, says in their opinion, their belief, that this um, should say here, let me turn there so I get the exact quote. Um, Bear with me a minute, Um, let's see if I can find, here's another interesting thing that even the Dakes Bible, which is quote unquote a Christian Bible, says that Yahshua was crucified on Passover and resurrected at the end of Saturday, the Sabbath. Let's see if I can, um, I thought I underlined it. Uh, do, 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 do. Basically, if I'm remembering, what their explanation of Luke 22:1, where this version says, "Now the feast of the unleavened bread drew nigh," which is called the Passover, that they were saying that the feast of unleavened bread isn't called the Passover. But it's the day of preparation for unleavened bread. I'll um, I'll try to find that. I know it's in here because I, I read it earlier. I just can't seem to find it at the time. Um, let me just read here. Maybe it's here, and I'm just not seeing it. Um. They say that this means the Festival of Unleavened Bread, known as Passover, was approaching. That's their understanding of it and their notes of it. So where it says here, now the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew near, which is called the Passover. They're saying the way a clear interpretation of it should be, The festival of unleavened bread, known as Passover, was approaching. And when you read it in context, that makes more sense. All right, Uh, verse 7. That's why it's, if you can afford it, that's why it's good to have a variety of restored names, Bibles to do these cross-references because a person will say one thing give you clear understanding of what it means they'll tell you what it means in the Hebrew or the Greek and you know the thing that I think is awesome about the Dakes Bible is that he was totally a hundred percent accurate in saying that Yeshua was crucified on the the evening of Passover and resurrected three days and three nights in the grave and was resurrected in the evening of the Shabbat. And yet Christians, and, you know, I used to preach out of the Dakes Bible. Our pastor back in New Mexico in the 80s, he preached out of a Dakes Bible. Another brother I know, he studied out of the Dakes Bible, and yet we all celebrated and believed that Yeshua, we called him Jesus at the time, died on Friday and rose on Sunday. And yet we had it right there in front of our face. How we missed it, I have no idea, but praise Yahweh, we are seeing it now, just like you might be saying, how did we not see this before? All right. In verse 7, it says, Then came the day, the the festival of unleavened bread, known as Passover, was approaching. Verse 8 And he sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare us the Passover that we may eat. All right. In verse 11, And you shall say unto the good man of the house, The master saith unto you, where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? And eating the Passover basically is lamb, bitter herbs and spices, and bread. Alright? Um, in verse 13, it says, And they went and found as he had said unto them, and they made ready the Passover. All right, now um, let's look in John chapter 2. I'll go through this uh, pretty quickly. It says the Jews, and it, but it's not called the Jews' Passover. It's Yahweh's Passover. It says that in the book of Exodus and in the book of Leviticus. And Yahweh's Passover was at hand. And Yeshua went up to Jerusalem. It's the English version that says it's the Jews' uh, Passover. Not the Hebrew version. Okay, in in John 2.23, Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, in the feast day, Many believed in His name when they saw the miracles, He did. Chapter 6, verse 4, And the Passover was a feast of Yahweh was near. Now, when you read the book of John, it's going to talk about three Passovers. And so was this three different years of different, passovers that they're referring to or was it the same passover i don't it's kind of confusing some people say yeshua's ministry was one year and tradition has said it was three years and it's and john 6 verse 4 says and the passover a feast of yahweh was nigh and then in john chapter 11 this is, you know, the same chapter where Lazarus was raised. It says, And Yahweh's Passover was nigh at hand, and many went out of the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. See, it's all over the place that they observed the Passover, they memorialized the Passover or kept the Passover. John 12, 1, Then Yeshua, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been raised from the dead, whom he raised from the dead. Now John 13, 1, talks about another Passover. It says, Now before the Feast of the Passover, when Yeshua, Yeshua knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them until the end. Chapter 18, verse um, 28, at the very end it says, but that they might eat the Passover. John 18 and 39. I know I'm going quick, but crazy bird behind me is Flipping out. It says this is when they were going to say this. There was a tradition to release someone during the feast of Passover, but they chose Barnabas instead of the Messiah. And then John 19, and it says, "And it was the preparation of the Passover, about the sixth hour." And he said unto is the the Jews behold your King and this is when Yeshua was crucified. It says right there very clearly that he was crucified on Passover and we'll we'll get into that more in detail um, next week. But over the next few weeks, we're going to just talk about Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread over the next few weeks because there's so much to cover and so much when you go over it again, you see something you didn't see before. So I pray that this gives you some insight, some knowledge, some revelation into the Feast of the Passover which is the preparation day and it is known as the preparation day for the feast of unleavened bread and so father we just thank you for your word we thank you that everything we need to know about your feast is in the scriptures and we just need the eyes of your understanding your spirit's understanding to open our eyes to give us insight and revelation And Father, we thank you. We may not know how to keep all your feasts perfectly or to observe them all perfectly, but Yahweh, we desire to. We desire greater understanding. We desire greater revelation. We desire greater faith. We desire greater obedience. And we're going to do like Moshe did. He kept the Passover by faith. We are going to keep the Passover by faith, which includes obedience. Faith and obedience go hand in hand, just like my fingers here. Or when you put on a glove, your hand and glove, they, they fit, it fit. You can't have one without the other. Just like you can't have wet without the water. Just like here, if I drink this bottle of water, I'm going to have wet. You can't do without it. So faith and obedience go hand in hand. So I pray that this was a blessing to you. I pray, Yahweh, you bless your people. You make a way for them. Whatever they're going through, struggles they're struggling with, suffering they're suffering with, Yahweh, set them free. Yahweh, deliver them. Yahweh, prosper them. Yahweh, anyone that's in any form of bondage, Father, set them free as they worship You and as they prepare in about three or four weeks for the Passover. And Father, we bless You. Father, we bless You. Father, we worship You. We thank You for Your Passover and we thank You for Your truth as we continue to abide in Your truth, abide in Your laws and commandments. And as we do, You will set us free father we worship you and we thank you for this sabbath day as we seek to honor it and keep it <clears throat> if you want to connect with us you can connect with us on our website Yahweh You assembly dot com you connect with me Mark Pulley on Facebook or you can connect we have a group and the page Yahweh y a h w e h Yahshua, uh, Y-A-H, S-H-U-A, Assembly is our Facebook page and group. And praise Yahweh, we've got over uh, 1,900 people that are part of our group. So, you know, people are responding from all over the place, all over the world. So, Yahweh bless you, Yahweh make His face shine upon you, Yahweh be gracious to you. Yahweh saturate you with His shalom. And until next time, Yahweh bless you. Shalom, shalom.